Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Big show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is. Oh, come on. I know you can hear me. It's hump day. Woo-woo! Pump day. Let's get rolling. This is the Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome in. It is the Big Show. I'm Gordon Monson sitting alongside with Patrick Kennehan, who is sitting in for the vacationing Jake Scott, Austin Horton is producing back in the studio. We are PK yeah. at LHM Chrysler Jeep Dodge. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I know that. I can look out the window. I can see that. <laughs> you can see all the new cars out there, the shiny new cars. Yes, I can. Now, PK, I want to challenge you to bring well, brother. optimism and, and energy to the show well, today. Why would you guys invite me? I- <laughs> Because I did the show yesterday with DJ. I'm sorry. And uh, Austin, how would you describe uh, that particular endeavor? Uh, job threatening. How so? For whom? Well, Gordon got a little loose a few times, didn't you, Gordon? Oh, no. oh, come on. He got Austin's dumped like always, six times. He's always worried about that. <laughs> this guy's going to have a heart attack worrying about that stuff. Again. I know. <laughs> uh, hence worrying about it. Yeah. Let it go. <laughs> PK, what's your swing thought today? What are you thinking? Just uh, top top of mind. What's what's banging around inside between your ears here? <laughs> About just life. Anything. 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 Yeah, we're in a little bit of a doldrum now because yeah, we've exhausted the Utah BYU topics, and BYU had their last scrimmage today. So, but but it's this time of year every year where you know you're searching for a little bit of stuff. Uh, because the games need to get here, and the NFL hasn't started. And so the NFL will have a whole bunch of compelling stories once the game starts. But for now, it's Antonio Brown in a helmet and Ezekiel <laughs> in a contract. I mean, nobody wants to talk about that around here. It's you know true. what I mean? Get to the games. The games, I'm a fan of sports. And the reason why I'm a fan of sports is because I love Competition. I love drama. I don't necessarily know all the time what's going to happen. There could be a lot of ups and downs in any one given season and then in a game. And a football game being as long as it is, you know, it's the longest sport, just in duration. And you've seen so many times teams have been down and they look out and they rally. And then you get, like last year, the Utes were 0-2 in conference. And you're thinking, oh, man, they're dead. Well, they won the division, right? Because they rallied, came back, and went on a winning streak and, and didn't lose any in October and only lost one the first week of November. And that was it. And they won six out of their last seven after they started 0-2. So that's the kind of stuff that really gets me going. That's why I'm a fan of sports. And right now, we don't have that type of drama possibility because it's just practice. The, the reason why I begged to do the show today is so I didn't have to go to Utah and ask Kyle, how'd it go today? 
How is it today? How is it today different than it was yesterday? Right, I know, really. Because, you know, they don't let you in now, and that's not any big deal. I don't, in fact, they're better off, and I don't have to be up there for, for longer. You know, you get there at the end. So there's just nothing left to say. Everything has been said about the greatness of this team and the Cougars. How good can they be? And can the A's threaten again? Can they get over the hump against Boise? You know, all that stuff is to be determined so we're in a little bit of a holding pattern right now and you know obviously the nba when well, they got the world cup thing going on and they haven't made the final cut there and you know once that we won't be glued to that stuff but once there are some games you know you can talk about it and in the beginning of practice it's not like you need games all the time to have topics just plenty of topics but around here this time of year that is the topic and we still have eight more days to go so it does create a little bit of okay what are you going to do what can you manufacture who put out a list that you can uh recite a watch list uh, whatever it might be <laughs> you know they that tonight or this morning when we we're getting done with the show the offshore online thing came a betting offshore betting thing came on and it listed the victory totals for mm-hmm. all the conferences and we saw the the Cougars were six and a half, and then the Pac-12. Well, what's the total for that? So that can give you a little juice. I mean, the Utes were nine. Do you think that they're going to be above or below that? Uh, is it a safe bet because it's not a half? So there's an opportunity for a tie. Although I don't think you get all your money back. I think they keep a little bit if it's a tie. I'd have to double check that. A little uh, something for the effort. Yeah, you know, because if you get if you uh, get 120 bucks back. You know, they usually take 20 of it. And so they, they wake their money a couple of different ways, and that would be one of them. And so some of the teams, uh, there were three teams that had six and a half. So obviously you can't bet on a half. You can either go above or below, and you're not going to tie on that. So there's those things out there. But all of us in this community, all sports fans right now, we just want this next week to go by fast. And we are fortunate enough. We got two good games. You know, the Aggies have to travel to Wake Forest. I'm looking forward to watching that a week from Friday night. And then obviously the big game on Thursday. And I like it myself because it's better than a Portland State or an Idaho State. You get some juice right off the bat. And if you're going to play a dog, I actually like the way BYU does it. Play that dog in November and then nobody wants it, and you can have it at uh, noon or 1 o'clock. So your fans, if they should choose to go, won't have to be up till midnight or one o'clock on some game and you know the 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 Utes would then have it what the third week they got their big sky opponent mm-hmm. and so we after this first week then we have a couple of weeks we gotta live through but and then it's on obviously with sc and and then the nine straight conference games which will determine the success of the season one of the things that i find really interesting pk in this uh, this tweener time that you were talking about when I've gone up to uh, to practice is getting to know some of the players. I mean, I had the chance to interview Lucky Fotu for a column I wrote uh, in Sunday's paper and, man, he had an interesting story. Stuff I didn't even know about. So in that way, you have an opportunity to talk with some of these guys. And we get that opportunity during the season, too. It's not like everybody gets shut down. But those are interesting Aspects that add more intrigue to for the fans, for listeners and readers and viewers. I think, I think that's more readers. 
do you? Yeah, then listeners. Do you ever do that when you go up and interview these guys? Do you get into the the stuff beyond the X's and O's? Like when I was talking to Lucky, he he brought up his uh, baby sister who he lost and how that's motivated him and all this stuff. Do you ever get into that for radio? What I like to do is not so much at the beginning of the year, but going into that last week or two, saddle up with some ability to talk seniors and then they can tell you their story because seniors then they're at a cross point what am I looking crossroads in their lives right they've had this thing in a lot of cases it's been five years and now their routine everything their identity is wrapped up in being a football player and for most of them the few get to go on to the pros but for most of them it's stripped away and you're going from whomever it might be, to people knowing you, to now you're just another guy on the street, man. Mm-hmm. And unless you go into coaching. And they all say it's gone so by so fast. And then you can really get into it with them. Uh, you know, a Kenneth Scott, a Dominique Hatfield, who had all sorts of issues. And he played at Crenshaw. Well, I covered Crenshaw High when I lived in L.A. My wife taught at Washington, which is right down the street from Crenshaw. So I've been there many times, and I know a lot of their stories, at least on the surface, maybe not individually. But I understand the community having been in there. It's one of the reasons why I became good friends with Donnie Daniels, who's now back at the U. It's my first year here, and we were doing a, I had the season hadn't even started. I'm working for the Watchdog. And I call him up, and we're doing a thing on the prop 42 or 48, whatever it was. And he was going on about you know, how this, these kids have some difficult upbringings. And he said, you don't know until you walk the halls of Crenshaw. <laughs> and I said, well, Donnie, actually, I have walked. I've walked the halls of Crenshaw 100 times. <laughs> you know, though, PK, I think there is an opportunity. You say it's mostly for readers. But I think it's. I think listeners, when you're up there, man, you have a rapport with these guys. You're you're a terrific interviewer. You probably could do that. Yeah, I do it to an extent. But I think the game superseded, especially this year. Did you win or did you lose? That that's the utmost. But in this particular time period, where where that where, where the anticipation is there for that, but you can add information to it, and it's. It's just as powerful uh, via the ear as it is the eye. I think it's more of the eye myself. That's just my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong, uh-huh. but that's just the way I feel. If you feel differently, I'm not, so be it. I think that's more something when you can sit down and really digest it rather than driving to work, mm-hmm. listening, and having a stoplight, or you got to get off of this exit, somebody cut you off, and whatnot. Uh, we don't go that deep. Yeah, everybody has a story. And no matter who you are, you've got some. Some are more interesting than others, but some are powerful, overwhelmingly so. And and these guys are regular people, and that's the thing I love about. I love getting into that stuff. You know that. Uh, That's sort of a a thing I I like to do. Austin, what do you think about that? Do you think? Do you think the spoken word can be every bit as powerful, or uh, what's the word that you're looking for there, PK? Uh, I I think what you're talking about, reflective or something, feature story. It's hard to tell a feature story, but it's easier to write it. Now, a soundbite is way more powerful than anything in print because you don't know the inflection or what have you. But if you have a soundbite, magic happens. I know a guy who got that soundbite. He's very famous in the community, me. (laughs) 
And so you could hear that for yourself. That wouldn't translate as well in print, I don't think. Hmm. So it's kind of a give and take between the two mediums. All right. Well, uh, speaking of talking with Let some Austin of the players. You, you, oh, yeah, Austin, what do you think? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I just add on, I, I think that writing is powerful, and then you have the, as Pico was saying, the sound bite adds even more uh, weight right. to that power. But then you add video to it, and game's over. Then you've got it all. And uh, But don't tell anyone that because that, we want them to listen to the radio. So. See, yeah, I, but, I, but, I, but I kind of disagree. I think they do all three, though. Yeah, I think the sports I, I fan does all three to a well, degree. It's like it's like reading a book versus watching a movie. Sometimes when you read something, the it can it resonates inside your head, and you can think about it in different ways that are different than just watching it on TV. I, I, I do, th- and you come from a print background, so you're obviously going to be slanted towards that. I've long since given up that. Um, I do think television is the most powerful thing that we have. I can tell you about a plane flying into a building, but if I show it to you, mm-hmm. you're, you're literally going to use your, lose your breath. Then so, why, why do you think books are better often better than movies? I don't know. I've never read a book that's a movie. I just go see the movie, so I can't answer that. <laughs> and I, I, I don't I agree with that. What's that? I like the movies better than the book, so... Uh, yeah, do you? yeah. Uh, so lot, I, I don't know. A lot of people would disagree with you. Well, a, bo- that's, a book that's a you point can here. put as many pages as you want. A movie's pretty much got to be two hours, right? And people lose attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get up over two hours, and I'm looking at my wife saying, "I got to go." <laughs> well, I like them all. So I mean, yeah, it's all good. But there's something special. I don't understand it, but there's something special about being on television. For whatever reason, television screams celebrity. <laughs> it just does. You're not anonymous. Yeah, but again, the power of the written word. I, I would expect and, you to say that. Yeah, but, a lot, you but, but a lot of people think that. I've done my fair share of TV. It's my least favorite of the uh, of, you know, writing, radio, and TV. TV's my least favorite. I enjoyed that the least. I, I thought it was too brief. Uh, here on our show, we can go back and forth all day long. And involve the listener on TV. You get uh, what? You get five minutes to do your but, shtick, and, and you're, you're famous. Done. And then you're... TV. Yeah, but it's not, I'm not talking about fame. But that's though. that's what I'm talking. I'm talking about. I'm, no, I'm talking about uh, what uh, you know. The power of what you can present. Yeah, but they don't. TV doesn't do that. So it's not really a possibility. TV. And you're talking about TV news, I guess. They don't do that. They're a mile wide and an inch deep. I mean, police say the latest fire, those types of things. It's all visual. It's not, there is no, you don't present any great in-depth story on television about any of these high college kids or pro kids. That's not what they do. Maybe that's why I enjoy it the least. Maybe so. Yeah. But, I mean, to each his own, I mean, but each has its own uh, value. I'll say it that oh, way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we will uh, interview a Utah football player around 515. We're not sure who it's going to be. Uh, could be any number of guys. Uh, but we think it will be a player who is of some import. And uh, Kirk Crabthorpe. Each, Crabthor- each crid matters, Gordon. Kirk Crabthorpe will join us at 4 in the 4 o'clock hour. And David Locke at 530. We'll talk some jazz with him Austin, uh, why don't we uh, go ahead and do this split, and we'll just uh, get to it as much as we can since we've been rambling here for a while. 
Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. We're focused on one thing, and that's the Utah game. And this you hear our players talk. They're excited for this. And so this there can be nothing in the way, no obstacles, and nothing that's gonna slow us down from what we're trying to get done for this 2019 season, starting with that Utah game. And, and I'm really excited for it, and that's that's my main focus. One thing I do like, and that we do like, is that we got all three non-conference games up front. And yeah. then we get in the Pac-12 play and just play. Because last year, it was a little bit odd. Yeah, you know, yeah. Having the Pac-12 and then the rivalry game and then yeah. back into the Pac-12 championship game. And so I think two things. Number one, we're, we're pleased with that, that we have all three non-conference early on. And uh, number two, it does get our players' attention. I mean, they're they're definitely focused and understand who the first opponent is and and understand that uh, it's not like, uh, you know, some of the years where we've had a, right. a little softer lead-in, I guess yeah, you could yeah, say. Yeah. So PK, uh, yeah, 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 let, let, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, that, you, why you keep interrupting him? Let I the man talk. I was letting him talk. I was. That's my way of acknowledging I'm following you. <laughs> well, I mean, you were following him, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right. No, I didn't say right. I said yeah. That's okay, my way. Yeah, yeah, that's your way. All right. So, what are you most curious about in this particular game? What is all oh, this game? Yeah, as we as we I was, go I was through wondering the- if you people have the truth. I mean, that's that's what I'm most curious about. I guess we'll find <laughs> out when we die. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to find out? Uh, who wins? That's the number one thing. Who wins? For Utah. All that matters is you win. You're expected to go to the Rose Bowl this year. Anything less is a disappointment. So did you win? How many of those wins can you pile up, particularly when we get to the nine that really count? Aren't you curious to figure out how it's going to happen if they do get the nine? It doesn't matter as long as they win. See, they can win 12 games on, or PK, nine games ugly, and it doesn't that's, matter. That's a disingenuous no, no, answer, my friend, no. because you are curious. You want to know. You want to see the scheming that's involved, the plays that are called, the way it happens. Everybody wants to see that. And great. Every Utah fan wants to see that, but what they want to see is them win. So all that matters is you win. I'm not expecting their best effort on Thursday night. In fact, I'd be disappointed if they gave their best effort. Because how are you going to repeat it? No, they're in a completely different situation. You're taking logic like DJ would do and applying it across the board. I'm looking at it for what it's worth on next Thursday night. I don't want them to be clicking at 100% because they've got way bigger games down the line. And they need to get better each week. But if Utah beats BYU or if BYU beats Utah... Part of what we do is analyzing how it happens. And I think, I think listeners, fans, are really interested in that stuff. Sure. But, so, but, but, but obviously the end result they're gonna, they're, is they're yes. They're going to be like 4% of you fans are going to be listening to us on Friday if they lose on Thursday. So you better make sure you're Cougar-centric because whoever loses, the, that fan base, click, they're out. <laughs> I don't know. This early uh, in the season, no, that might well, not be true. Yeah, I think it's totally true. No, who wants to hear your team rehash some yin-yang on the radio, rehash your team losing? No. Your team wins, you want to hear it and hear it extensively for sure. 
Yeah. As I was listening to the two coaches speak there, Kalani, one thing I like about the way Kalani is approaching this, and I don't know how effective it'll be, I guess we're going to find out, is just how blunt and upfront he's been about how important this game is. There's no, remember Bronco used to say it's just another game? You know, but but he has made it clear that this is yeah, a top uh, priority for his program, for his team, and he he comes right out and says that. I'm not going to give somebody credit for speaking the obvious, but coaches a lot of times don't do that. I know, I understand that. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm still not going to give somebody credit for speaking the obvious. I'm going to give him credit, but I'm not going to think, "Wow, that's just awesome of him to state that this is a really important game." Duh. I already know it is. I don't need him to say it. Certainly, yeah. Kyle Whittingham thinks it's a big game. You know that as well as anybody. Well, that's why he closed practices. Yeah, he's uh, he this wants is, this game. He in the deviated from what he what he normally does, what he's done every training camp. It's because it's the Cougars. Yeah. Now, on the complexion of the game, I want to see BYU because you are more familiar with what you expect out of the youth. That's that's one of them. Yes, exactly. But the Cougars. So the Utes, they're returning the two tight ends. They're returning just about all the receivers. Josie Manor went up to Utah State, but the receivers are back. Tyler Hunley's back. I know Zach Moss can run the ball. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe a little bit of the offensive line. Uh, and then defensively, there are you know, a couple of linebackers. But I know Francis Bernard's a player. I've seen him play many, many times over, as we all have. So Devin Lloyd, a little bit, maybe see that. But the DBs, I've all seen them play. They're all back. Mm-hmm. Nobody knew there. <laughs> so, But for BYU, there's a lot more intrigue because they couldn't run the ball much last year. And they need to run the ball. And they brought in two grad transfers. And Katoa is supposed to be healthy. So for them, I really want to see. I mean, obviously last year they had to take a defensive guy, throw him in the offensive backfield at the end of the season. Now, and they did pretty good until Hadley got hurt. But now, you know, this, this Williams kid, you know, I, I've talked to those coaches many times off the record about, not, not off the record, that sounds. They love him. Just, they, they just love casual him. conversation. Yeah. It's not off the record, just mm-hmm. casual conversation. And, you know, they were, they were hoping they were going to get him. They, they were following it intently. And, you know, his mom came out and, and she, military background and she wanted him to come here. I mean, all that stuff they told me long before the kid actually made his commitment. And so how good is he? Because I've never seen him run live. I can watch all the videos and mm-hmm. all that stuff, but I like to see it for myself. I'm a fan. I want to see. And then I can make my pronouncements the next day on the radio. So for the Cougars, I have all sorts of intrigue. Zach Wilson, I think the kid's a star in the making. I really believe this. Now, I got burned on Jake Heaps because I sort of said the same thing there. Mm-hmm. And Mangum, you know, he hit the ground running. There's never, nobody's had an introduction to college football like Tanner did. <laughs> Throwing deep, winning ball games. I mean, and those kids, Heaps and Mangum, didn't really pan out the way we thought. But here I am right back on the horse again. <laughs> doing the Zach same. Wilson. Yeah, right. I'm doing the same thing uh, as I did for the other two. And those but other two didn't fulfill the potential that we thought they had. Right. But now with Zach, I'm right back at it. I think he's a star in the making. So I want to see him. Whereas I pretty much know what the Utes can do. And the Utes, see the Cougars have four big games right off the start, right? And how are they going to play? Because I think the Cougars can actually lose and build momentum. Utah, when you're that high of expectation, it's the old Gary Patterson line at TCU. They ask him, I used to ask him all the time, what's your goal? Win by one. I mean, that's it, man. Because if you, and that's where Utah is in that position this year. If they win a whole bunch of them by one, that's all that matters. <laughs> Whether they look good, bad, it doesn't matter. 
So I don't want them to come out and be super crisp because they've got to progress. they got some huge games down the line, way bigger than this game next week. I'm not sure BYU has a bigger game than this game. I, don't, I think that's the way they're right. looking at it. That's so, for so sure. from the Cougar perspective, I'm all over agreeing with you. Youth perspective, it's just simply win, and then whatever deficiencies you showed, just build on it. I still think it's interesting to wonder, you know, Andy Ludwig comes in. Okay, will yeah. he do things a little differently? Yeah, how, sure. how will this offense come together? Which receiver will be, uh, you know, a, and they're a gonna big do playmaker? Things they're going to be more power. They're not going to be as much spread. Yeah. The coaches have already told me that. Yeah. The defense, how good is that defense? I mean, we all expect it to be really quite good, especially the defensive front. But I don't want them to throw a shutout. But, yeah, well. Because they got to get better. they got to get better as the season progresses. Well, they can play great and still get better. I would like them to just play. Just greater and greater. And that'd be, yeah, that's the ideal. Like Wayne Gretzky, just get greater and greater. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. That can happen. All right, when we come back. PK, I want to. We compare the players, and we can go through some of that stuff. The tight ends. You you had a great interview with uh, who is it that uh, the tight ends coach? Freddie. Uh, Fre- yeah, Freddie Whittingham. Minus uh, forty pounds, Freddie. Yeah, yeah, that seems to be happening. It's good for everybody who's doing that. Sure. We can compare the quarterbacks, the offensive line, which I think is huge, obviously for both teams. Defensive line, secondary line, all of them. We can go through all that, but I want to get into the coaching. And the coaching advantage as we look at that. We heard those two coaches speak. Let's talk about uh, how that thing matches up, stacks up one against another. We'll get into that and a whole bunch more coming up next right here on The Big Show. This is DJ and PK. Riley Jensen joining us, College Football Insider. As nice as it is to be the media darling and the homecoming queen of this media season for the University of Utah, I hope they're not reading the press clippings. I hope they're not starting to believe the hype because nobody cares about preseason All-American awards. Nobody cares about preseason picks. It's about what happens during the season. It's an over-the-top love right now. I'm just like, okay, okay, yes, I'm with you. I think Utah has a chance to be really good this year, but pump the brakes a little. DJ's just been going nuts all year about it, and it's just driving me crazy. You gotta pump the brakes, DJ. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. May I have your attention, please? You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. It's as simple as something that nobody knows it. Her eyes are as big as a bubble, toes on the feet of a queen of the hearts of the cards, and her feet are all covered with tar balls and scars. That's Jack Johnson, people. It's Hawaii's own. Live some time in Santa Barbara. I love myself some Jack Johnson. I was forbidden from having a country artist. Austin would like it. This morning, he yeah. he laid down the law. What was I going to do? He had to... me up against the wall, too, when he said it. Well, no, that's hey. not. <laughs> well, metaphorically speaking, you did. Okay. The thing, the thing about this is, though, Austin, many, many of our listeners are country fans. That's fine, but I, PK is a man of many tastes, and I feel like every time he's picking a band of the day, it's country. I want people to know that he's broader than that. Okay, well, I did go Jack Johnson, who is... Uh, 
a lot of beach music, a lot of easy listening music. And so Jack Johnson's been here in town, performed in concert several times. Band of the Day. Uh, yeah, I have some Jack Johnson. Band of the Day, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts by concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com play me banana pancakes that's probably my favorite tune banana pancakes yeah there you go yeah that's it exactly PK tell the folks where we are what we're doing where the heck are we man we're down here at uh, Larry H. Miller Uh, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram it's in Sandy it's in the auto mall Everybody knows where it is down here. You've been down at the Autumn. It's the south end of the Autumn Mall, just north of the Costco on the east side of the street. And we got all sorts of gear here. Jazz T-shirts, Salt Lake Bees right in front of me, hats. What's in those these, boxes? These things are cool. Have you seen those? They're like desk ornaments with oh, the yeah, jazz logo. The, ja- the, uh, the really jazz cool. note. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, let me steal one and put one in my backpack. They're... I got one right here, right in front of my face. <laughs> I, I didn't even see that. That one will be gone soon. It's gone right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got your mitts on it. Yeah, it's nice. I got a jazz shirt on today. Yeah, look at these hats over here, too. Yeah, that's oh, cool. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. We've had some people come in already. I like the B stuff. I have a couple B shirts. I'm going to get like three more games. Man, my gosh. Season just goes by so freaking fast. We got uh, PK. Uh, this is a beautiful car store, man. It, Kevin Graham and I used to do a morning show here every Friday back when it first opened. That was a long, long time ago. I was talking to DJ about this. That was that was like 25 years ago. I mean, you don't look a day older. I you do. Didn't, you didn't see me then, then. You would have seen me then as opposed to now. You were a young stud. <laughs> no. I just look way older. My weight's about the same, but I look... I really haven't fluctuated that much in weight for since I was in college, really. Uh, but I look way older. I admit it. I know. What are you going to do? It's a long time. It was a quarter of a century ago, man. And I, this has always been one of my favorite car stores. So they got lots going on down here. You can check it out. PK, I want to get to uh, this comparison between the coaching staffs and uh, primarily the head coaches. Is this a huge advantage, Utah? Oh, right now it is, for sure. Take someone who is going to be 60 years old in a couple of months and who has... <laughs> you love reminding them of that, don't you? Well, it's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and someone else who's just in his third year, and really, uh, I guess it'd be fourth year, but that first year, he was saddled with coaches he didn't want. Yeah. It's cold like it is. Yeah. And so then they went out. That's where I think the the coaching differential... It, it has grown narrower with the addition of Grimes, Jeff Grimes, and Aaron Roderick. I call Jeff Grimes the Grime Dog uh, because you get Takes those. Takes a bite out of Grime. He just, yeah, the Grime Dog. I think it fits him. Uh, you take Grimes and Roderick. Those two guys have been around uh, a combined 45 years. And scheming and being able to make changes during games is it's just crucial you gotta have the right game plan then you gotta you're always gonna have to adjust as the defense adjusts and you adjust their adjustments so i think that now that first year i mean i know everybody loves detmer but it was difficult for him to teach 
what he was trying to implement. And these guys here, Grimes and Aaron Roderick, they're much better at it. They've been coaching way longer. And so that helps minimize the advantage that Kyle has as a defensive guru. How would you categorize both Kalani and Kyle as far as offensive football goes? Obviously, Kalani played on the offensive side of the ball. Kyle did not. Kyle has been known for his uh, architecture on the defensive side. Kalani as well, who was a pupil of Kyle's and and integrated all of what Kyle wanted into that Utah defense when he was a coordinator up there. What do these guys know about offense? Well, I think what they know is hire people who know about offense. Kalani wanted the Stanford model or the Utah model. It's a lot of the same stuff there. Uh, he doesn't. He's not necessarily interested in the spread offense. He's thinking, and a lot of it you have to recruit to your recruiting base. Right. And 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 he felt this, and because I talked to him about yeah. it many times over when he was at Utah, and he felt that there was a certain type of recruit in state that they can get, and even out of state, and so they needed to recruit to that as opposed to what Oregon was doing. And, you know, Kyle loves the dual-threat quarterback Mm -hmm. because he's coming from a defensive perspective where he feels like that's the hardest to defend. But the problem with that is it seems like if you're a dual-threat, automatically, I think, you're you're not a good enough thrower. Mm -hmm. You can do it, but it's not your specialty. And in this conference... You're going to have to go down the field against the clock and against the defense, and it's going to have to be big play. If you can get the big play through the run, great. But when you're going against the clock, that becomes more problematic, and it's more likely that you need to do it through the air. So I would just as soon have somebody who's a passing whiz who can move around. See, I think, I, I think Zach Wilson can move around, but I also think he can throw. Well, he proved this against the Utes last year when he, he picked up uh, Austin. You said 73 yards rushing, and yeah. a lot of that was on the fly. Yeah, and he had that big run against Boise, and then they got inside the five. And for whatever reason, they managed to set new ways to choke against Boise. <laughs> I don't understand what it is. <laughs> they do just enough to make you pull your hair out. So are you saying then, PK, do you think it's true that if you get a big lead on the Utes, you should be comfortable with that? Because that's exactly what BYU did to them last year in that last game, up 27-7 late in the third quarter, and they couldn't hold on. However... Uh, Kyle has always stressed the ability to turn the opponent over, get the ball back, and that happened in that game, and it helped whittle the uh, lead away. What was real interesting in that 08 season is every time they got in a crucial situation and they had to go away from the playbook a little bit. Now, they had Brian Johnson, who's one of the smartest guys I've ever been around. He was able to get that team down the field a number of times in position to either a touchdown or Sakota would kick a field goal and they'd win their ball games. So I think once you have a sense of urgency, things change a little bit, and then it, it's incumbent on the players to be able to execute the stuff. And I think last year with BYU, they just had zero depth, and they ran out of gas. They ran out of bodies. You know, they, 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 they did the best they could, but they, the depth that they have and had, there's no comparison. 
there just is zero comparison. So with that in mind, uh, you know, that I think that was the the significant factor and them blowing the game is they just couldn't find a way to maintain what they had. Meanwhile, the Utes, I mean, right off the bat, they're playing a backup quarterback and a backup running back. Right. And he got the job done. Right. BYU had to go to backups, and they couldn't do it. And some and running back in that situation, they were backups to the backups. Mm. So they were really, really hurting. When we come back, we'll. Uh, we'll I want to. Even though you say it's just most important who wins and who loses, we get all that. But I want to know the from na- the Utah perspective. Yeah, I want to know what you think, and I'll give my opinion as well on how what the nature of this game will be, how we think it'll be, uh, what attempts will be made on both teams to move the ball, and then uh, we'll guess about how successful those moves can be. Uh, PK, what you got over there? Oh, I want to tell you about the Syringa Network's Horizon XO customers. If you were recently notified that some of your telecommunication services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks, Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full service, a full range of service, and the phone number for Syringa Networks is 385-420-8. 8221. That's 385-420-8221. Syringa Networks. All right, come down and see us. We're down here at LHM Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. All kinds of jazz gear to just hand to you. You get it for free. That seems like that's a lot of people's favorite word around here. I just got an email. The Jazz have signed a couple of players. We can get to that. All right. Stay right where you are. We'll be right back on the big show. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. You're a cat guy, and I thought immediately of you. My wife and I were out in the driveway. Across the street, a cat fight breaks out. Just... The cat that was running away was not fast enough. Uh-huh. And the cat chasing it was really good at fighting. I'm sitting there going, okay, do I go in and intervene? Do I get in between these cats? And they chase under a truck in a driveway, and one of the cats emerges, and the other one never emerged. Could I and should I have done something? You are absolutely responsible for this. It's a life and death situation here. You sat there and watched this whole thing. Now, I don't, I can't confirm if there was a death or not. I only saw one cat leave. We know what that means. <laughs> Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Welcome back. It is the big show. I'm Gordon Monson. He's Patrick Kinahan sitting in for Jake Scott. We're down here at LHM Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. And we got all kinds of jazz gear to give away. And we got uh, we got some listeners who just came in. What are your names? Bruce. Bruce, Bruce and Shawnee LaPrey came in to uh, check out what we have to give away here. Good jazz gear, man. I like it. So do I. And some bees gear, too. Don't forget my bees. And they got terrific cars, vehicles down here at LHM. Uh, you can come check that out. And, uh, and look. <laughs> got a new one. PK is being cautioned to hold on to his wallet. Did you make an issue of this on your show? He must have. He doesn't seem No new. driver's license. Uh, yeah, I talked about it. 
I think Utah, man, they would turn it in. We're a loving, generous religious community. They stiffed me. Somebody just grabbed it and went off with it. I suppose, yeah. Have you seen any action on your credit cards? No, no, I immediately. As I said, I was not more than 100 yards off the property. It was at Costco. And I was not more than 100 yards off before I realized I left it. So I just did a quick Yui. Uh-huh. Just figured it was going to be there on the and ground. And just gone. Or, you know, they always have the workers there. Uh-huh. And I thought somebody might have given it to him. So I called him over. He came over. He couldn't have been more helpful. And I thought, well, you know, I had like maybe 50 bucks in there, tops. You know, turn in the, the stinking wallet so I don't have to go through it. But since it happened so quick, I immediately called her. Mm-hmm. So she put a stop to all the stuff. I had my credit card stolen, PK, once down in L.A. when we were, you and I were both working down there. And uh, it was interesting to see how many expenditures and the kinds of expenditures that were made in the short period of time before they canceled the card. Mm -hmm. Whoever it was racked up about 100 bucks worth of uh, 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 drinks at at a bar. Went to a video store. I'm not sure what video store he went to, and I don't really want to know. On Golden Pond, I think, was big at the time. <laughs> and he went to a, I think he went shopping, bought some, bought some clothes or something, and then uh, then uh, then they canceled it. Yeah, I had mine. Uh, my car was broken into when I was at the gym a few years ago, and out there on the 13th East in Sandy, and they took so they took the wallet, the credit card. They got. Uh, Burger King and a tank of gas. That was it. Yeah, and if you know where this place is now, Vasa, immediately north of it is a Burger King, and then immediately <laughs> north of that is a gas station. Yeah, well, there you go. And they got that. I was in Mexico one time, uh, Puerto Vallarta, and I was hanging out with some gals by the pool, and they were feeling no pain. And she told me a story that uh, they went into the Walmart. They first get there, and what they like to do is buy a bunch of booze and take it to the hotel, give it to the bartender, and so then they don't pay the hotel prices right uh-huh. and she said she's in the store she gets a call from her credit card people there's been a bunch of action on your card somebody while she was in the store pickpocketed her wallet which had a thousand dollars of cash and the credit cards and then spent the credit cards on walmart merchandise while she was still in the store well, that's amazing yeah. <laughs> wow yeah and somebody knew they had to move quick. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So she was in the store and she got the call. Well, I'm sorry to hear of your misfortune. That was I my mean, own fault. I misplaced my keys the other day, but I found them. You misplaced your wallet for, what, a minute and a half. Yeah. And, my own uh, fault. I had to go through the whole thing. I'll tell you about homie, man. You know Too. about homie? You love homie. Sure. If you're buying or selling a home, Homie will give you up to $5,000 back to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homie. See more at Homie.com. I've got a quick question for you, PK, and this is something that you and I did not discuss, and Austin probably has an opinion on it as well. But I'm starting to think, and we don't talk a lot of baseball here on uh, on the big show, but I'm starting to think that Mike Trout... I know, might, because you got every jazz guest in the world coming on your show. I get it. ...might be the best athlete in any sport in the world. Well, go back to my Twitter. I tweeted that over the summer. Did you? Yes. He's certainly better than uh, Trevon Blewett and Jawan Morgan. Those are two guys that the Jazz just signed. They just released that. Uh, Blewett went to uh, Xavier and... 
six six, and then Morgan six eight played at Indiana. Trout, yeah, Trout, absolute bona fide stud. He's the greatest athlete we have in sports today. Austin, any disagreement from you? You Angels fan, you? No, no disagreement. I was actually talking, I think it may have been with DJ, Tony, and maybe PK the other morning about how Mike Trout's career may come and go, and everyone in this market, the majority of this market, may not even know it. And they'll miss out on it because we don't have a lot of baseball here, and he might end up being considered the best to ever do it. And we might miss it if you don't get on board now. And how old is he now, fellas? He just turned 28 the first week of August. So he's already accomplished so much, and he's got – he may have – Still, what, four prime years ahead of him? Maybe more? At least. And then maybe tail off as the years go by. He's the greatest baseball player since Willie Mays. Unbelievable. And he's the best athlete we have in sports today. Of any kind, in any place, in any league, you would say. In sports, yeah. I didn't say baseball. I said sports. I think I made myself abundantly clear. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of somebody whose competition is for that. Well, when you get back to when you figure it out, get back to me. Austin, but, you got any other candidates? But I go to bed at 10 o'clock because I have to get up very early. So. He's, a, he's a Philly guy, too. Uh, he's a South Jersey guy. Well, close enough. He's from Millville, New Jersey. I've stayed in that community. It's halfway between Philadelphia and Ocean City. 45 minutes each way. I've probably been in that town many times myself. Huh? I've stayed in that town. Why'd you stay in that town? Because I was at a Philly game, and I was going to Ocean City the next day, and after the game, I didn't want to drive all the way. I wanted to drive halfway. It's an hour and away. that puts me to Millville. You can only handle a half hour? It's longer than an hour if you go side streets and whatnot. Oh. I had to go to some other place, but yeah. It's about an hour and a half. From where I grew up, it used to take us about an hour to get there. And uh, Well, in South Philly, where the ballpark is, it's about 90 minutes. Really? Because I lived about, uh, I, I probably lived, uh, I want to say, maybe 10 miles from where the ballpark is. That's the old ballpark. This is the new ballpark. Yeah, it's in the same place. Though. Yeah, regardless. All right. All right, coming up next, we'll have Kurt Cragthorpe of the Salt Lake Tribune. He obviously covers the University of Utah, the Ute football program. We'll have him on. Uh, David Locke will join us also to talk some jazz basketball in the 5 o'clock hour, along with a yet-to-be-named Utah player. Might be Tyler Huntley. A player to be named later. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) We're not trading anybody. But we got lots to get to coming up. Stay with us right here on The Big Show. This, this this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Brett McMurphy from the uh, Stadium Networks. I did see the quote in one of your most recent pieces about the AP Top 25 saying you'd take Utah as a potential dark horse to fit into that Final Four. My first AP poll is who I think going into the season the best 25 teams are. This is not a projection on how I see the season ending. Next month I'll start in on my bowl projections and I'll do those every week. Those are how I project the season to end. People have asked me, you know, who's your dark horse? Because every year of the playoff, we've had a team that wasn't in the preseason top 10 make it to the college football playoff. And yeah, Utah would certainly be my pick. And it sounds funny to say Utah's a dark horse when they're the favorite to win the league. But that's kind of where the Pac-12 is right now. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.